everybody. Welcome to episode 97 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film. I'm one of your hosts, Sushi Dumont. I'm another host, Mr. Paul Robinson. Yeah. Robinson. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're still Here, in this. We're still, we're still doing it. We're still in this. We're still in this. It's still happening. And thank you for listening. I know this, uh, you know, the quarantine's just kind of getting old by now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So thank you for sticking with us, and, and yeah. hopefully we'll entertain you for the next half an hour, 45 minutes. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. Or, you know, or put you, you could hate watch us <laughs> or hate listen to us. You can use it as a, as a, a sleep a sleep aid, aid. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If you are stressed out, you can just put us on and be like, oh, my God, these guys are so boring. Put your right out. Whatever works for you. Yeah. We're here for you. That's it. As, However you want to use us. Is what I'm trying to say. Um, so yeah, uh, the, you know, we're, we're obviously still in this, um, Paul has taken the blue pill. Yep. I have very much taken the red pill. Mm -hmm. So, um, blue pills, the way to be, man, you just gotta, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I'm just saying that I'm a person (laughs) that naturally gravitates to the red pill. So it's very just it's just strange to see somebody in blue pill mode when you're in red pill mode. Cause yeah. you're like, Oh my God, why aren't you freaking out? And you're like, Hey, blues the place to be, to be. Yeah. This is a great place. And I just you have, just, you know, you gotta, you gotta, I have like a cartoon character running laps in my brain right now. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you know, you gotta just kind of just do what you can, you know, it's, it's survival mode. You know what I mean? It's well, yeah, just, but everybody's survival mode is different. Yeah. Right. That's mine. Just to yeah. pretend like well, nothing's I, happening. I I uh, I have a, a anxiety disorder, obviously, and not like in a funny, ironical way. When people are like, "Oh my god, I have anxiety," yeah, like I legit. Those yeah. of you out there who get anxiety, uh, you know, it, it's it's a fucking nightmare when it when it flares up. And so I've been okay, but then I wasn't okay. Yeah, and uh, and it's always random, you know. I keep. I keep just randomly licking the blue pill. Yeah. And as soon as I do that, someone shoves a red pill in my yeah. face. And I'm like, stay oh. off. you got to stay off the news. <laughs> like, it just, I feel like every time another article comes out, it's just more and more grim. Yeah. And it's like, wow. Okay. So. Look, the best, all you can do is just do the best you can to be safe and just try to, you know, I'm lucky in that I love learning things and I love watching tutorials and teaching myself things. And I'm lucky enough to um, be working from home. So that kind of keeps me sane. And, um, you know, I love learning stuff. So I've been able to kind of just, you know, hey, I, let's, let's learn this and I'll learn that, you know, and, and we're, we're going to, you know, we're, we shot something, we're going to continue shooting stuff. So, you know, it's just about being creative, start trying to keep creative and, and trying to keep busy and, and um, yeah, trying to keep sane. Your positivity is adorable. Yeah. I love it. Um, okay, so... All right, that's over. Having said that, um, a- as we've mentioned before, your your schedule's quite hectic now, um, ironically. Yeah. So we don't get to watch a whole lot. And so, you know, there's a ton of mainstream stuff that, of course, is, is on, on... Like, first of all, I... My... my uh, yeah. mm-hmm. What's yeah. the word? <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> my, my level of boredom and um my desperation to combat the anxiety has gotten to the point where now i'm like jumping on all the platforms and apps to find things to put in watch lists it's like my new obsession i can spend hours just looking through trailers Mm -hmm. to put into the and then i don't even watch anything that i put in the watch list i'm just like great i built a watch list on that my new one was disney plus so Mm -hmm. i now have netflix chock full of shit to watch i have hulu chock full of shit to watch i have um prime chock full of shit to watch and now i've brought disney plus into it uh some classic cartoons that i hadn't seen in a while you watched Um, lady and the tramp today i watched lady and the tramp today i needed to go back to Mm -hmm. like an innocent zen place in my life um and there's a lot of documentaries on there about Disney and all that kind of stuff that I find really interesting. And then there's another one. There's a, I forgot what it's called, but there's a baby chimp on it and it looks tragic. I can't oh, yeah. watch that right now because it's going to throw me. Uh, well, it's so, Disney. It's not like, you know. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's like Disney with like National Geographic stuff yeah. and things happen on there. Okay, so. Uh, uh, uh. So, um, yeah, I'm just like <laughs> this. Cr- I mean, I, it would probably take me like a year plus plus a year plus 
to watch everything that I have. Yep. Um, it's probably about what we have. So. I, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> I watch a lot of things that I don't even mention on here because then the whole, I would be reviewing 10 things an episode. Yep. It's just too much. So we just kind of pick out the things that we go, okay, this is what we're, uh, you know, this is what we're, we're going to watch. And so I, I didn't want to go mainstream. I wanted to go on something, you know, this is the source for all things indie film. So I wanted to do something that was indie. And um, so we went with uh, with a short that I had on Hulu. No. What is this on? What was this on? A short, you said? Film, rather. Oh, Sorry. I was going to say, did we watch it, a short? Uh, um, confused. I think it's on Hulu. Yeah. I don't, uh, no, I think no. That it was it was it was Amazon. Sun Prime? Yeah. Okay, yes, yes. Yes, it was. So, um, yeah. And so then show-wise, I mean, we've jumped into some shows. Um, in the Dark and yeah. In the Dark came back. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, we week wait. week by week like peasants. Yeah, we wait till the end to, to really talk about that. Yep. Um, Afterlife. Life, yeah. Afterlife came out. Is yep. it Afterlife? Is that what it's called? Did Something just, like that. The Ricky, Ricky Gervais, Gervais show. show. Yeah. Again, it just came out, and we realized that I mean, people have more time now, but there are still people working from home. So we're going to wait until like maybe give you guys a little bit more time to have watched it. Maybe we'll talk about it next week or something Yeah, the working from home thing, it's it's a double-edged sword, right? Because I'm blessed. Look, I'm blessed to be working. I can't even complain about anything. Hashtag blessed. Yeah. But, you know, the the other side of that is that, you know, there's no work-life balance. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we'll get through it. Look, I'm not not complaining. I'm just saying these are the things I've noticed is that. You know, um, first now that problems, you're home, like, totally. yeah, exactly. But it's um, we we all got to do what we got to do, you know. And yeah, so I, I mean, can't I can't complain. That's just something I noticed. Yeah, it's well, it's, it's ironic. I mean, it was certainly we're not. I always struggled with work life balance anyway because what I do for my job is something that I not exactly. I don't come home and do motion graphics for fun, but I'll do some visual effects stuff for fun, and and so there's a, a blending of that. So um, yeah, it's always tough. Yeah, so. We haven't really been able. There hasn't been a whole lot that we that that we can, that we watched and, and all that. Um, but there was something. So we're gonna we're we're gonna talk about the movie that we watched. But then there was something else that I wanted to talk about. Um, and it's it's it pains me to say it. Oh boy! Because this was a show that I really enjoyed, and I was already kind of having enough with another thing that we've touched on mm-hmm. over the years, if you will, is. Shows ending when they need to end. And There's no way to win that because you have Shit's Creek when you're like, I, I could watch uh, 50 more seasons. And then you have other shows that you're like, eh, it just went on too long. It's like well, you never I know when it, to. Well, if it's, it's the type of stories and the characters. If you have the right story and the right character, and I find that the more simplistic something is, the longer it can go for something like Friends, right? Yeah. You look at something like Friends. For me... It wasn't even so much that they aged and all that. It was like, okay, now you're giving them kids and that's not the same show anymore. That's done. Mm-hmm. Big, bang, Big Bang Theory, same thing. Show that went on for a while. Then they started having kids. You killed it. Yeah. So it, it's stuff so you're like saying that. kids ruin everything. Kids suck. So, <laughs> so what I'm saying is that you, when you start a show with, and it's it wasn't even the marriage. Like I was okay with like Chandler and Monica getting married. It was yeah. like okay, yeah, that's fine, that's fine, because they were already together and they were all friends. That was okay. But it, like once you bring the kids in, it's like look, anyone who has kids knows that your friendships and the dy- dynamic of those friendships change, especially when mm-hmm. the other friends don't have children. So, so when all when friends start having kids together, that keeps going, right? Because then you have the same things to bitch about, and you all talk about how your lives aren't the same, and oh my God, so much work, and they did this and that, and then so-and-so threw up in my shoe the other day for no yeah. apparent reason, and <laughs> then shit on the sink. You know, whatever the hell it is that kids do, I don't know, they do weird shit. But you have you have other people to, to sort of go into this commune with. Yeah. But... As a person who doesn't biologically have a child, when somebody goes on a 45-minute rant about what their three-year-old did, it's a lot of nodding Mm. on my... And I do like, oh my God, that's crazy. I try to keep the conversation going, (laughs) but I don't relate to that at all. I get it, which is why I don't have kids. Like everything you're saying to me right now, this is the reason why. Yeah. I never had anything growing inside my body because I don't want to deal with that. And I, I don't have the patience for it. You know what I mean? So when someone that you had a friendship with sans children suddenly 
and look, like I get it. You have kids in your life suddenly revolves around those kids. They yep. take up a lot of fucking time. That's how it works. <laughs> All right. That's how it works. If you're an effective parent, right, then you're then a lot of your life. I, I don't believe that your whole life should revolve around, around children. Everyone with kids is like easy for you to say, right, because you don't have kids. But I, I think that there there is a fine line that a lot of people kind of cross. They forget they lose themselves and then their yeah. kids grow up and leave the house and they don't know what the hell to do with themselves. Yeah. Anyway. We'll move on to that from that Oprah moment. But um, yeah, it, it's, you know, just just think about before you had kids, if somebody was talking to you about the shit that you go through with your kids, you'd be like, oh, cool. So, yeah. so it's not it's not the same. And so when they do that on shows, it's like, well, that's that's like, I don't know that to me, that's just like plot suicide right there. Yeah. So it's just a different dynamic because you, you, you base this show, those two shows specifically and, and a lot of others, the dynamic is all just single people or young people or, or it doesn't have to be young people, but single people. And, and the dynamic is not something with kids and, um, and it goes on for so long. It's not like they introduce the kids in season two or three. You know, well, they get it, introduced in like six or seven. If it's a family you know? show that's about a family, right. that works. Because right? Right. you're like, okay, this is what the show always was. The, 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 the whole connection here was that it was about a family. But when you have like singles, single life, single life, single life for seven seasons, and then all of a sudden you try to throw kids into it, yeah. it just doesn't work. So back to my original point, oh my God, that was probably like 40 years ago that I brought it up. But- Point being that there are some shows that just when there's a lot of stuff going on, it tends to lose its magic quickly for me. And for me, jumping into Killing Eve, I was like all in. This mm-hmm. is th- season three that they're on now. Yep. And first season, I was like, I'm, I'm all in. Ass over tea kettle. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. And then season two, I was like, I'm still in. Let's do this. However, let's end this soon. Because we're getting to a point where I feel like, what more can we do? It's yeah. this, it's the same thing in a different it's a scenario. Very specific happening. kind of plot line. Yes, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, that's, but they were still hanging on on yeah, season two. Yeah. I still enjoyed it. Yeah, well, that's the thing is, no, but I was like, I'm, I'm starting to get. Yeah, <laughs> the quality coming. of writing and the performances were were able to carry it through two seasons, and you know, I think that yeah, that's just not like a plot line that can last that long. I don't think. Well, I think what. If there, if it was more, I mean, look, it, it is to me, I consider it a, a dramedy. Yeah. Um, but when you have a character like Villanelle, she's very extreme. And le- let me just like put, I, I would like to emphasize on the fact that I think that the character is brilliant. I think that Jodie Comer plays the character brilliantly. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. So I'm not saying it like, oh, ugh, this character, but that kind of character gets tiring as an audience as an audience you're like okay so she's she's clearly like a sociopath yeah so you you know you connect with her um the 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 comedic side of her but there's no like real like emotional connection to her because she's a sociopath and that's obvious and so it's like you know what you're gonna get from that character so i was really hoping that season three was just gonna like wrap this all up and um it didn't really work out that way however my bigger issue, it wasn't so much the story, which even from like we watched the first the first episode of season three and I was not I just wasn't connecting to it for two reasons. One was like I just felt like the story is like what's happening right now? Like this is this is weird. Yeah. But the bigger issue was the the frame rate. Yeah, some kind of like it, it was like I can't do it. Yeah, when when you go to over to like your grandparents' house and they have the motion smoothing on or whatever the hell, and they're like they don't notice it, and you're your watching grandparents. Yeah, you know most because they'll buy a TV and they'll just leave it at the default settings. But a lot and of always, people do that, not just not just yeah. the pawpaws and the and the mimas. The mimas, but it's like baked into the some people show like this somehow, and it just doesn't. I I, I just it seems really um, shallow to say. Because you know, it, it takes just, me out. It just takes me out, and 100%. and so I hate to, I hate to, I hate to like judge it strictly on a visual aspect of it like that. But it's just not something that I can. I just because watch it, and I'm like, it's not just a visual thing. It's what it. the The whole point of this is to make it seem like the people are are walking around in front of you. That I believe that was the whole intention of of shooting at this frame rate or having TV TVs like do this weird thing with the, yeah. the blur so that it doesn't look cinematic, but it looks realistic. I'm watching TV because I don't want to live in reality. Yeah. 
So that doesn't work for me. The really curious thing for me is that I don't recall this in season one and two because I don't think I would have gotten through it. We watched season one and two, not when the show came out. It was like a little lapse because we were like late to the game. Mm -hmm. So this is airing now. And I'm wondering, is this how it airs off BBC? And maybe when we get it later to like, be able to binge it it won't have this weird frame well yeah because we binged it, binged it on what what did we binge it on i don't even remember yeah. i don't remember but i don't remember it looking like this because yeah. i hate this i hate it and so I, I definitely would have been taken out i wouldn't have made it this far mm-hmm. so i don't know if this is a thing maybe somebody out there knows a lot of bbc commercials that i see have this weird frame rate thing yeah well they shoot 25 over there you know we shoot 24 here they shoot 25 there we shoot 30 here mm-hmm. and then they shoot i forgot how it works i think they shoot like 50 we shoot 30 six over 60 60 i 30 some i don't know how i don't know frame rate stuff um but it's different over there it's pal versus ntsc and that's all kind of going away anyway so but i don't know if it's still kind of in a lot of pipeline for if for, for, for those stuff, for so. those of you who who are like what the hell are you talking about because a lot of people, when you say this, they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. I barely about. know what I'm talking about. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, I'm going to give you an example because anybody who has seen this show will go, oh, I totally know what you're talking about. Everything's filmed like fucking Doctor Who. Well, if you've yeah, seen Doctor, Doctor Who, Who or soap operas. and you know, like what that looks like, where you're like, oh, this looks like a fake show. That's what we mean about the frame rate, where it doesn't well, have this like, on, like, yeah, it doesn't have like the cinematic thing. I remember when you first started doc- watching Doctor Who, I was like, "What is that? What is that? why is why does it look yeah. like that?" And uh, but Doctor Who had a certain charm, right? Because it's kitschy and whatever yeah. the hell, f- fine. But when I'm watching somebody get murdered, yeah, at that frame rate, it just doesn't do it. It just looks really, really weird. Yeah, and there's this just unnatural movement to it that just i mean i was so sad i was so sad i was like i can't i thought at first that it was that i was just being really nitpicky and i didn't say anything and then i noticed that you weren't really paying attention to the show anymore and i was like okay so is this bothering you too and you're like i can't do it and i was like i can't do it either so i i hate to say i don't think i'm ever gonna know what happens with eve and villanelle i i think i'm i'm officially off the show because I mean, I'm not going to blame it 100% on the frame rate that the, the, the whole thing with her, like yeah. being marrying some woman, like the like wedding yeah. fight thing. I was like, I feel like you're running out of shit to, for this character yeah. to do. And it just seems like too over. specific, uh, uh, like I said, too specific a uh, story, you know, like it, it's all driven by like, it's great for a season or two or three if you can pull it off. But I just feel like, yeah, I don't know. It's just this cat and mouse. How long can you play that for, you know? It's just, it's not working yeah. for me. And that makes me really sad because it, it the first two seasons were really, really, really good. It's a, a really great show. And and the performances are insane. I, I loved all the actors in it, but mm-hmm. this it, just, it's it's not sitting. It's not yeah. sitting with me. I can't do it. Um. So, yeah. So that that's kind of sad Yeah. and weird. And please stop filming in that. I Just don't do it. Don't do it. Stop doing it um so a a show that i will say does have a bit of a of a a made for tv kind of look but does not bother me at all is wentworth yeah well wentworth has like a bit of a like a gritty but it's not that bad no 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 it's not that bad but it definitely doesn't have like you know it's not like super super high quality cinematic looking you know we're not talking about like amazing dp yeah, yeah. work here uh but well, it's not bad dp work it's just no no it's just australian i mean so on it's, a cinematic standpoint when you think yeah. of like american you know cinematography and 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 british cinematography you know it it's always like way up there french as well you know yeah. european stuff usually looks really really beautiful um this show is it's got because someone's gonna be like oh so it doesn't look pretty for you you don't care like no story is important to me like, let's just get that straight. If I had been glued in by the story, I would have been like, I hate this frame rate. I hate this frame rate. I hate this frame rate. But yeah. I would have stayed glued to it. The story was losing me. I was, I lost interest. Wentworth, on the other hand, I mean, they could start filming that on a phone, I think. If they yeah. were like, look, we lost See, our funding. And, and I'd be and like, I'm in. <laughs> and that's the, uh, that's the danger I feel in, in watching week to week because, you know, we're out now. We didn't barely made it through one episode and we're out. But if there was like, if, the, if we could watch all of them, 
and you know we there's a bigger chance not not saying that it would definitely would have happened but we could have said all right well let's give it a couple episodes since we're sitting here and see if it gets any better or whatever Mm -hmm. so there's more of a chance but now we're out so yeah sorry yeah i hate to say that this was a this was a difficult breakup for me yeah um so we decided to watch a movie Mm -hmm. and uh we want to kind of raise our spirits this movie (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh yeah i i I, ex- I i did not expect the uh the amount of woe that we got with this film i mean it, it by no means watching the trailer was like oh it's so it's a happy movie yeah but i i just thought there would be maybe a, a little bit more um so we watched um katie says goodbye mm-hmm. and um so it it's a it's a direct writer director wayne Roberts. I always like those. Yeah. And um so I wanted I wanted to check it out. Um also the this director's only this is this the is only di- yeah. second thing that he's directed. So I, I find that, you know, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um for having only been the second thing that this person's done, I, I think they did a pretty good job. Got quite um, a cast. It was uh starring Olivia Cook and um Christopher Abbott. Yeah. And um you uh oh Jesus Christ. Um what's her face? Um Mary Steenbergen. Steenbergen. I always think of her as the mom from Parenthood. She's yeah. always gonna be the mom from Parenthood for me. Yeah. Um and uh, uh Marielle Enos and uh Keir Gilchrist, uh Jim Belushi. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Lowell. Like, I don't know how the hell he got this cast. Um, yeah, it's a great cast. The, the cast was crazy. Um, so this is, first of all, this is not a fucking feel-good movie. I'm just throwing that shit yeah. out there. And I'm saying that because just where we are mentally right now, this probably was not the best choice um, in terms of, like, keeping your mind yeah. in a good place. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna go over my gripe. Okay. And there was there was really only one gripe that I had because the cinematography was nice, mm-hmm. lighting was good, uh, performances were were really good, all of that, all of that was fine, all good. Um, one thing that I realized afterwards that I didn't know going in was that the character was uh, um, Olivia Cook's character is uh, seventeen. Yeah, right. And for some reason, I. I mean, obviously, because she doesn't look 17, I didn't... I, I mean, I didn't, she looks young, but not 17. No, yeah, I didn't get that going in. I thought I was... Yeah, because they're... I, I thought this character was like, uh, like 19, 21, 20, maybe, yeah. Yeah, like 20, 21. So... Afterwards, I was like, okay, I can kind of forgive what my issue was slightly, but it, it didn't come off like she I mean, was supposed it, to be that young. Yeah, like, but I don't I think wasn't getting it, it was never any kind of... It was There was never any weight put on it either. No, there wasn't. It wasn't like, you're only 17, no. blah, blah, blah. No, no, you know no, I mean? there wasn't. But the reason why I'm saying that is because my gripe with it was the dialogue on her end based on, on the the character and the writing, not the way she, she played it. She did a great job. Mm-hmm. I have no issues with, with, the, with the acting. But I'm, I'm really weird about dialogue. I'm very weird about dialogue and realistic dialogue and people talking the way they talk, especially in these types of movies, because mm-hmm. these are very like, oh, this is like hit home. Like these are real down home cooking kind of people. Yeah. So I feel like dialogue is really, really important. And everyone else I was okay with, but she had like this level of naivete, if you will, that now, okay, understanding that she was 17 was like, okay, I can, mm. I can give gotcha. up like maybe 20% of what pissed me off about that because yeah. it was like, oh, okay, so she's 17. Because that was my issue. I'm like, why is she so naive? And not like if the character had been dumped into this life from some really like innocent background, I'd be like, well, of course she's like this. She doesn't yeah. understand. But this is how she grew up. Yeah. Okay. So her mother's always been a fuck up. Mm-hmm. So there's no way that she would be this dumb, yeah. I guess. Do you know what I mean? Like she yeah. would have way more uh, trailer smarts to her, if you will. It was like street smarts because they're like in the middle. And I don't know where the hell they were. Where, I don't know. It was filmed there, in There's New a lot Mexico, of deserts. So. Yeah. So I assumed they yeah. were like in Nevada. Or I don't know. Yeah. And um, so just I just thought that that didn't match. I thought that her upbringing and lifestyle that we were supposed to believe was her upbringing and lifestyle did not connect at all with who this character was. Yeah. was. There's no way she would have been this um, forgiving, yeah. this trustworthy. It trusting. Just, sorry. Yes. Trusting. Yeah. Hello. It just I, I don't know. Something didn't gel with those with with the the 
the atmosphere mm-hmm. that she was in and then the way that she yeah. existed, I guess, yeah. in that world. Yeah, because I guess when she goes around and does what she does, there's, you know, there's there has to be a certain level of, um, it's not like she doesn't know what she's doing. You know, she's doing something that is very adult. She's a prostitute. Yeah. She prostitutes. She's a waitress and then she prostitutes for to make the rest of her money. Yeah. Because... But in a small town, so it's not like she's some, like, some city prostitute. No, it's yeah. It's just like the local prostitute but she, who really needs to raise her prices by the way yeah seriously holy shit i don't i don't know what year this was supposed to be but jesus eleven dollars yeah i ain't shaking your hand for eleven dollars well, <laughs> like, you get nine out of it what the hell uh but i anyway. don't know i thought i thought you know this is the type of films that this is the type of like i love films that look like this this just you know uh, the cinematography was really nice mm-hmm. but there's just something so natural about it and so you know you're, you're inside of a car and you know, they somehow managed to expose inside properly, but the outside isn't blown out. So, you know, a lot of that is, you know, you know, you can cheat a lot of that with dynamic range, but, you know, you got to know what you're doing, what time of day to do it, what what direction to shoot it in, all that stuff yeah. helps, obviously. But, um, yeah, so I just, I, I love the, the look of it. It felt very, very much like a polished indie, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I, I really appreciate that. You know, all the technical side of it, audio is great. Music was, I really liked the music. Um I just feel like it left me wondering. So because I don't know how to how to say it without you, you giving kinda, away too much, but well, I mean, look, I mean, it you, is kind of old, I guess. Yeah, but you you jump into the story. There's no like yeah, that, backstory. And, and you just go in. I'm fine with that. It's yeah. just that she goes through all this crap, and then at the end, we get like maybe thirty seconds of this emotion of her dealing with it and and then what what she's going to do next. And I just felt like it was a little unbalanced. I mean, this this girl eats Consider- a shit sandwich <laughs> like every five seconds <laughs> it's just like yeah and it's so many bad things happen one after another after another after another and yeah. it's just kind of like torture porn uh almost but you know um everything that could go wrong went wrong mm-hmm. for her and you know and i'm gr- i'm fine with the message you know you you you, you deal with it you dust yourself off, you keep going, that sort of thing. But it's like, I just I feel like... I don't see that coming out of a 17-year-old. I feel like even even a positive, even the most positive thinking person getting a, a sandwich of shit that large yeah. would have had a but bit I, more of a reaction. Yeah. She had like like a, like a 10-second guttural reaction and then mm-hmm. was like, I'm good. And yeah. I was like, yeah, I don't but think, then I don't that, think that's that how that works. But then that made me wonder, like... Is this may, may not even be the first time she sunk this low, maybe, you know what I mean? She could have been through oh. similar situations before, and, um, you know, this is just how she deals with it. I mean, I, I would assume because this is the film that this is the biggest, you know, a bigger, you know, a, a, a big turning moment in her life. But um, I would have liked to see a little more weight on the other, on the end of it to kind of balance that out a little bit more, um, hmm. you know? I'll tell you why. And then the other thing is, I mean, look, I I, I don't want to sit here and just, I love the movie, first no, of all. I, 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 I did, but I would have, there's a couple like things, this, we wouldn't have there's a couple it. things I would have liked to see, because like Christopher Abbott's a great actor. I would have liked to have seen more from him. Yeah. I felt like he was a little underused. He was very underused. Um, because I feel like there could have been more depth to that character. And Mary, I know the story's Mary about Elle her. as well. She's also yeah, a really strong actor. That's the problem is, right? You have all these great actors, but the, the role's... Like Jim Belushi is probably the only one that I was like, okay, he was probably the one that I was like, got the most out of that I understood who that character was. Like yeah. Christopher Abbott, and the, I guess maybe the mom too, but I Christ- didn't get anything. From Christopher Abbott was just like, I mean, I get that he was supposed to be like this kind of, you know, you know, he's, he played the character he was supposed to play. That was the way the character was written. But I feel like it could have been written a little bit. I knew from the jump. Yeah. That it wasn't going to end well with him. Because yeah. when you watch the trailer, right, it gives you the, the when you watch a trailer, it gives you the impression that this guy might be redeeming in some way. He might be, you know, yeah. and I, but when you're watching the film, you're like, no good is going to come from this guy because he had this really like off-putting type of um, uh, introverted personality that you're like, mm-hmm. oh, this isn't going to work. And the, and when, just to to touch on what you had said earlier about like, well, maybe this isn't the first time this has happened to her. I think this absolutely is the first time this has happened to her because she wouldn't have had the reaction that she did. If this had happened to her before, she would have been like, fuck all, here we go again. Do you know what I mean? As somebody who, you know, is, is, is having sex with clients, basically, one would assume that she has been sexually assaulted yeah. before and I feel like her reaction would have been different to that. Her her reaction to the things that were coming about 
if you will, from different people, mm-hmm. two different scenes, mind you. Mm-hmm. Um, her reaction was too innocent yeah. to have been something that she's experienced before. Yeah, I guess. So it's it's like what what I I don't know mm-hmm. that 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 was the for me there was there was a big gap left in that and I feel like it was almost like a cliche kind of way of being innocent the way she would talk to her dad at night it was very like I don't know it just didn't fit the lifestyle and as soon as as soon as I saw her mother I was like why are you keeping money in a box I already know what's going to happen with that. Yeah. I already know what's going to happen to that. Yeah. I was not at all surprised. I wasn't gutted at all for her at the end of that because I was like, I'm surprised that didn't happen sooner. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, I think we have to credit the mother for the restraint. That, she didn't even know she had the money. But when she did, she yeah. could have taken that immediately. Yeah. You know, it, it just didn't make sense to me, I guess. It just didn't make sense to me that her that it, it was established by her boss in the film that her mother was like a, an untrustworthy fuck up. Yeah. So why you would keep a, a shit ton of money in a box, in a shoebox in your room and mm-hmm. expect it to just never disappear is, I mean, that's yeah. like naive it's, to the umpteenth degree. Yeah. And it, it started to sort of kind of like it's, cheapen the character it's, for me. It's, it's, it's a real tricky balancing act, right? Because the same with Christopher Abbott's character, you know, you, you have this main protagonist who you're supposed to root for essentially um because if you're not rooting for her then you're not devastated by things that happen to her mm-hmm. so all of these things like her being naive and and everything with the boyfriend if we don't see something redeeming in the boyfriend then we then we lose that connection with her mm-hmm. same with the mom mm-hmm. you know so that's a real tricky balance when you know you can understand somebody getting in a relationship with somebody that it's not good for them happens all the time and you can kind of uh, relate to that. But yeah. this this really like kind of towed that line of like, well, I mean, come on. She just got with this, this yeah. guy that has no redeeming. Yeah. He has no redeeming qualities at all, you know. Um, and not that he has to be like redeemed at the end or anything like that. That's fine. But there has to be there, li- there literally has to be something that she sees in him that we as the audience see as well. And there was nothing there. No. Yeah. You know, and so I don't know. Maybe just because he was new or or whatever, new in town or whatever. I I don't know. But I feel like it. um, Look, I I wouldn't be talking about it if I didn't think that there were redeeming qualities and that it it didn't have potential. I wouldn't have even bothered if I just thought like, oh, this is terrible. Again, I don't I don't want to just trash stuff. But this is the whole thing about making films, right? There's stuff that works, there's stuff that doesn't work. What didn't work for us may work for somebody else, vice versa. You know, that's just how it is. Um, But that for me was what what I felt was lacking in it. It just that her character development was really weird and it didn't seem to really develop. And she was naive to the point of kind of sometimes coming off as obnoxious because it yeah. was like, oh, my God, how because can you, you be this innocent in, in this world? Right. You know, in, in this world, th- this environment that you're living in, this doesn't make any sense. Right. So, um, yeah. And I think like I'm I'm. F- I get a character being innocent and and wanting love and having this wonderful outfit, outlook on life, but there's no way that you you made it 17 years with a mother that messed up and your father gone and dead and all this, and that you don't have um, this this uh, this underlying anger. We never saw this character get angry, so it was like she just sort of plateaued mm-hmm. with this love, love, love. I just want love and love and that's cool no that's cool you're gonna rate me already then that's fine no worries and and, you know i'm 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 obviously being kind of sarcastic in that but that was just sort of the tone like there was never a point where she just hit rock bottom and you saw that change or you saw her get angry or you saw it was just like there was that one scene for five seconds she cried and that was no i mean in the when they take her in the car out into the woods not was like well, the desert the desert but yeah. not but yeah, not e- not even then but but i'm not saying in that because in that moment you know people sort of you you zone out mm-hmm. like i i can understand that but i'm saying like afterwards there wasn't a response you know it's like she just went along as like business as usual which again if this was something that had happened to her several times i'd be like well the girl's just like she's dead you know what i mean yeah. she's just used to it and she's shut off her emotions but Nothing leads me to believe that this was a common occurrence. It feels like this is something that may have been the first time. And I think that the reaction would have been kind of different or there Mm. would have, even if she didn't react to that because she just, she blanked it out. I think that Chris, Chris Abbott's character then abandoning her 
she would have lost it because we're to we're led to believe that all she cares about is him. Yeah. And so when he kind of turns his back on her, I feel like she would have been like, all right, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking losing it. But yeah, that and never happened. Yeah. And and the other thing is, too, I, I would have liked to have not like they did it wrong, but I wish that it kind of extended more, too, because, you know, she lives this kind of really like you said, sort of oblivious, not really, but sort of oblivious life that everything's happy. And she's always trying to look for the good in everything and whatever. She's a doormat. Yeah. And, and she, so she makes herself. Work. Yeah. And so then at the end, when she picks herself up and dusts herself off and moves forward, I would like to know, OK, well, is this her? It wasn't clear to me that this was her gaining her strength and, and yeah, I felt saying, like, like, into old saying like, right, exactly. Like saying like, F this, this, I'm stronger now because of it, which is the, the arc that you want from right. a story like this. Somebody has been through some shit, but at the other end, they're going to be stronger. And we we can assume that she is. And I think they want us to assume that she is, but I would have liked to have really known that for sure be, because all these things happen to her and she still is continues to be naive mm-hmm. throughout, you know, and then she kind of has this breakdown and then, but, you know, it, but there's no way for me to know that the, that was the point for her. We say breakdown, but it was really like the mildest breakdown you've ever yeah. seen. And that's why at the end, it's like, it it kind of begs to to ask there like, well, is this really... A transformation or are we just seeing her slide back into yeah. this really oblivious behavior which i think kind of may i don't know you could argue either way you can argue either way and i i think that maybe the 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 director writer had intended it to be more of of a transformation but it didn't come across that way because of the way she handled things throughout the film it yeah. didn't make that very clear yeah um I still, I still enjoy. And it's not like you need some huge moment to happen either. But you know, I just, you know, if you want to tell that story, if you want to leave it, it's obligatory at the end. Then that's, you know, then that's your choice as a filmmaker, and and I respect that. But I, I felt like that wasn't the intent, and but that's how it came off. Yeah. You know, still a good film. I would still recommend it. I'm, I'm curious to see what else. Actually, highly recommend it. But I'm curious to see what else this writer director. Mm does i think this might be confusing to people where they're like it doesn't sound like you liked it very much and i guess it's that thing of like when you when you have somebody that you know if you have like a friend or a kid or something you're always tough on them and you're tough on them because you know that they could be better (laughs) you know this is that movie this is that in movie form for us There's so much there's so much there. I mean it was I thought it was I a really you. really really great film the like um Olivia Cook is she has that thing that actors have that I really love and it's just this naturalness, you know, if if it's just being in that moment of like, you know, if if she's at the diner and she's talking to somebody, well there may be something that would grab her attention which would cause them to look over, yeah. you know, or you know, maybe you know she had like has an itch and she just go, you know, whatever, just being in that moment um, because a lot of times you see actors, even like bigger actors, just focusing in on the scene and that's fine. But there's just something that when people it feels rehearsed. Yeah. It's just, people, it's, yeah. she just, it just felt so natural in that, in that moment. Well, I think it's, you know, it, it's, it's kind of tricky. I don't, I, I've never done stage work. I don't, I'm not, I'm not a stage actor at all. And I don't think that I, I ever will be, but they're two very different worlds and you're, you're not really encouraged on stage to do to have like those little subtle nuances right and yeah. just scratch and look you know you're supposed to be zoned in on your character yeah. you you're being watched live and you know you're having to play a character the way that it's been written it's often times a very popular play and so you can't really veer from that yeah. it's not encouraged on film it's different and then tv is different and then this is different you know there's this very different way of doing things a lot of like blockbuster type films, you're not going to find those subtle things where someone like looks off to the side or makes mm-hmm. a mistake or like drops something. And you, do you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. There's a, a one real subtle scene where she went to hand somebody something and hit the napkin dispenser, yeah. and just that just became the scene. That you know just what I mean? became like, the scene. Yeah, it's just stuff like that. Whereas in in a bigger budgeted film, they may have been like, "Do that over," because you hit the napkin dispenser. Yeah. Um, but that's what makes it feel so natural. Is yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Well, that's what happens. I mean, mm-hmm. we knock things over, or bump into things, or walk into things, and yeah. uh, I always love seeing that in films because I'm, I'm like, I know that that was an accident. <laughs> they just kept, like, the actor just kept going. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I know that it sounds like we're just shitting on this film. I promise you, we're not. I would give the film like a B, B plus. No, definitely B plus. Um, I, I, despite my issues with that, this is just the point, right? Is that nothing's perfect. 
Very few things are perfect mm-hmm. or without some type of flaw. Everything can't be army of darkness. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he speaks truth. Uh-huh. Um I thought you were going to say Evil Dead 2 over Army of Darkness. I feel well, you like know, you're a Dead 2 or over. Oh, yeah, I am. But you always but use Army of Darkness. I know, because that was, I watched that. I watched them backwards. Oh. I watched that first, then I said, oh, there's this is a... Th- oh, let me see the... Oh. And then and then I could only get Evil Dead 2. I, f- I forgot why. So we ended up watching that, and then I watched Evil Dead 1 last. Weird. Yeah. That's Evil weird. Dead 2 is probably my favorite, but Army yeah. of Darkness is... Well, I know Evil Dead 2 is your favorite. Yeah. I saw Army of Darkness in the theater. Yeah. I didn't. Whatever year that, I don't know, what was I, like seven or eight, eight or nine? It was like 89, 88 or 89? I don't know. Maybe something? I don't remember. Um, yeah. So <laughs> point being that I, I still really enjoyed the work. Mm-hmm. I still, I really like this. I want to see the other thing that they did now. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that he did. So um, yeah, I, I would I would still really recommend it. I I. I'd never heard of Wayne Roberts before, and now I have, and and I'm curious to see what else he's going to be doing. Um, he did. Um, oh, I did see his other film. Oh, didn't even know it. Okay, so first of all, here's my question. I don't. He's got it. He's uh, he knows people because how the hell? So Katie says goodbye came out in 2016, right? Um, and in in all fairness, Olivia Cook and Christopher Abbott weren't quite as big. In 2016. Yeah. yeah. So that might explain why they got him. Why they why they got you know why the 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 cast is is uh, jam packed as it is. But his second film is The Professor with Johnny Depp, and I did wa- I didn't see the whole film, but I did mm. watch a lot of it. It had already started, so I was like, like I didn't know what really had happened in the beginning. So I don't know. Dude has a knack for like getting <laughs> like pretty big stars. Yeah. In his film. Um. One can argue when, you know, obviously when Kitty Says Goodbye came out, these actors weren't as well known, but still and all, I mean, yeah. I don't know. So that I did see his stuff. And mm. um, yeah, I, I think I'm I'm going to I'm going to follow. I'm going to follow his work. I'm yeah. curious to see where he goes. We'll get him on the podcast. Yeah. After we said, you know, what was with the fucking character deve- development <laughs> of Katie? Hey, you, you know, thinking, that's the thing. Sir? It's not, <laughs> hey, it wasn't anything negative. This is just our thoughts on it, you know? And, you know, if that would be a true testament to his him being an artist would be for him to come on and for us to chat about it. <laughs> Challenge accepted. We're I not, mean, you know, we're not, we're not mad at him for making it. I think I, I'm, I would, hey, I'll never make a movie this good. No, I'll never write anything this good. No, so. No. People would, if I wrote this, they'd be like, what was, what was the issue with every character no, on no. the film? You wrote it stupid. We would, the, Everyone we, was dumb. We watched our own movies, but they weren't. But you know, they weren't. We didn't make them, but we saw them exactly as they are. We would probably tear, tear them apart. apart. <laughs> I tear my writing apart. Uh, so I, I, my critiques come knowing that that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not without uh, error. Um, but what I really enjoy is that he's a writer director, as we know. Mm-hmm. The professor as well. He wrote and directed that, and I just enjoy that. I enjoy people that have a vision. They direct that. They're like, "This is how I wanted it to be." Okay, so it may not be perfect in everyone's eyes, but I, it, it's just something that I really enjoy, and I wish people did more of. Mm. So many times, there's when something has when it's a writer director, the the issues that I have with it often pale in comparison to the things that I liked about it because there's a connection mm-hmm. to the story when you've written it and a lot of times when i see something that was just the writers over here completely different director they just took the story or whatever it's like okay i like the actors the performances were good but is disjointed and 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 i feel like that's why because you it's written one way there's one vision here and then the director's over here and they don't melt well Mm -hmm. and you just go somewhere else with it where it wasn't intended to go and it becomes obvious so i'm still gonna say kudos uh for this one and and uh and come on the podcast (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah i oh also today was um the congested cats well it would be saturday yesterday yesterday we're we're recording this saturday night saturday night so um, you're listening to this hopefully on sunday night (laughs) probably during the week more likely so last week was (laughs) there was um we had talked about uh when we went to the city last month, right before the virus kind of yep. really, really hit. Ironic how we went to the city and then it, oh, Jesus Christ. you know, I know um, one could say that we brought it down there with us. What? It started the there. City. I'm just saying. 
No, it was already out, you idiot. <laughs> I know that, but never mind. Is this your attempt at humor? No. Fail. So um, we, you know, we, we had gone and, and the folks there had done um, a screening and we had won for... Um, silver Whiskers. The Silver Whiskers. And then everybody, all the Silver Whiskers mm-hmm. winners. They get one out every year. month. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they were all um, screened, I think Wednesday it started. Mm-hmm. It was Wednesday. And then I believe tonight they were supposed to pick... Um, a winner for that. We didn't expect to win that, and we haven't heard from no. them, so I know we didn't. But and that's okay. We didn't <laughs> even expect to win the silver. We didn't one, expect, so. to, yeah, we didn't expect to win anything. So um, not for the gaffer. It was just, it was just cool, you know, that we got to be involved. Talk in about that. plot holes, am I right? <laughs> Talk about shitty writing. Hello, um, but the reason why I mention it is because they 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 decided to just do it online. Yeah, you know, it was supposed to be. Was it? week last week it was supposed to be mm, i think so last week we were we had taken the time off work like we were yeah. ready to go yeah and of course obviously nothing's happening and so they were just like you know what screw it we're gonna put it online mm-hmm. we're gonna have everything available um so i think it's a, it was available up until the end of tonight which would be done by now by the time you hear this but um it was just cool to be able to watch other people's work that you normally wouldn't have been able to see mm-hmm. just make it available for that time yep. and all the filmmakers got to see each other's work we I, you know we watched all all of the films mm-hmm. and um reached out to a couple people and and you know we're like hey good work and mm-hmm. Uh, so we still got to sort of network. It's not the same. It's, it's not the same. Yeah. It's not. But it's better than nothing, which is what, which was really the only option was, do, you yeah. know, do we just, do they just let that go or, you know, the it's show must go thing, on. It's a tricky thing, you know, I, I was thinking about that, you know, because um, I think Christina had written an article or something about why online film fests are, are more important than ever now or something. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, it's tricky because a lot of filmmakers and a lot of festivals for that matter, you know, they don't want to have their work online because that's kind of how the festival circuit mm-hmm. works, right? You, you, you pay an exorbitant amount of money to get, maybe get into a festival or two and then whatever. But so then now you have, you would have an online festival. And then once your work is viewed publicly, it's it, you know, it's out. So for people like us, it doesn't really matter, but bigger films that are maybe hoping to get distribution could be a problem for that. Yeah. You know, um, and for other festivals too, you know, if if a lot of festivals want to bring people in, that's why they don't want you to have your film online because they want to bring people to see the films and this is the only place you can see them and blah blah blah. But if your film is being played online all the time, then why? I already saw this one mm-hmm. at this festival. You know, your audience is bigger, obviously, because now you have yeah. everybody. But then once you see the movie once, it's like, well, I already saw this movie, so why would I go to this online festival and watch it because I've already seen, you know, that sort of thing. So, well, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's you know, it has this give and takes. On that, um, uh, Kat Lindsay, who who's uh, that? <laughs> she's some girl. Um, uh, she's some lady. She was uh, obviously in in a vital sign. Um, and was um, she? She Sorry. had a cameo. I'm gonna keep this going. I have to amuse you. I have to just <laughs> go with it because there's just no stopping you. Um, so Kat had um, she she had done a film before she was in a vital sign. Um, after right after we had cast her, she had done her her first her first film ever as a as a director writer. Um, not her first film as an actor. She's done lots of stuff. Um, but so she her film called The Children's Corner. Um, is uh, going to be available to stream, think all week, starting now by the time you hear this. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like it's it's a, a first time filmmakers session film festival, I mm-hmm. believe it was called. And so with this one, though, there is an ad- admission air quotes admission of ten dollars and you get to view a whole bunch of the shorts and they're all first time filmmakers. And then you get to vote for your favorite or second i mean think first i don't know if there was maybe three or something um and so you know 10 bucks is to be able to i don't know how many films it is yeah like if it's 10 bucks for like five films and that's like that's kind of maybe i could see maybe people not wanting to to pay that but you know i i i don't know there's there's something really interesting in watching someone's first film you know, because yeah. when you go to a film fest, you don't know, is this your, is this your second film? Is this your 14th film? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you watch something, you think, oh, that's probably their first film. And they're like, yeah, this is my ninth film. You're like, shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like you just. Great first film. You no, just, I've been doing this for 20 yeah. years. Oh, sorry. Never mind. Uh, you just don't it's know. The, like the, oh, congratulations on being pregnant. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not, not pregnant. pregnant. Um, so I, I think it, it's really 
cool to be able to have it be all first-time filmmakers because that's sometimes the 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 double-edged sword right when you're a first-time filmmaker and you submit to a film fest and you're like well i'm never going to be able to compete with people who've been doing this for years Mm. so when you're competing against other people who are doing this for the first time i think you get a better grasp of like oh hey what can i improve on or what you know yeah it's a it's yeah, you're going to want to slam your head against the wall when you're watching somebody who's been doing this for years, who's won like many awards. And it's like, obviously, their stuff's going to be good. And that can kind of like really mess with you, yeah. <laughs> your, your ego and, and your self-esteem there. But so I think this is pretty cool. So check that out. Um, and, uh, you know, just give them some views there. Give them some love. Give them some love. And we, you know, just shout out to, every, to, to all of the, the people that are doing that, that are taking... Um, their festivals that were supposed to be in person and and just working around the situation. Yeah, I'm interested to see what is going to happen because we have so many film festivals that we've um, submitted to, and uh, you know if they're going to, you know, some are still going ahead. You know, you know, with you know, so be interesting to see what happens if they're postponed or if they go online, if they're holding them anyway, if they're just going to straight cancel them. I have no idea. No idea. And if they cancel them, can I have my money back, please? Seriously. Because it's a lot of money. <laughs> Seriously. We, uh, right now, we can use that. Right. So, um, yeah. So, um, as per usual, we have no idea what's going on for next week. We just kind of throw stuff in the air and uh, we go with it. Yep. So, we appreciate you sitting through our episodes and spending time with us. We're going to span time. Span We're time. Spanning time. And uh, if you have any questions or any films that you want us to review. Um, Even if they're your own. Your own. Your own. Um, you know, throw, throw them on our socials and uh, reach out to us. Yep. Shout Instagram. Outs. Yep. Shout outs to Steady Geek and Reality Bomb Comic Cast, Not Up for Debate, Perry Horovis, all the folks over at Congested Cat. Congratulations to um, Cat. I don't know. Are we missing anyone? We might be. Uh, oh, yeah. Anymore. Congratulations to me. Because <laughs> I am awesome. Wow. Okay. <laughs> no, so I hide e- my insecurities. No egos here. We high ego. five ourselves on our spare time. So, um, yeah. Just thanks for the stuff and the, the joining us. Yeah. yeah, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.